Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to dive into the wonderful feedback from you beautiful listeners about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. All that right with this ad, we have no control over. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley the Coffin Coffin. What's the Conqueror? <laughs> Ashley the Conqueror. Uh, what, well, it, we've, uh, you know, you, you've had a couple days with uh, Ant Man and the Wasp sitting in your brain. What'd you think? What were you feeling about it? I'm still pretty happy with it. You know, I don't have a lot of gripes because I know what an Ant-Man movie is supposed to be. And that was exactly an Ant-Man movie. And it's honestly, it just seems like the critics and stuff are are just like tired of the Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they're expecting more or less, but it seems like all of the criticism has been the same for the last couple of movies that came out. And it's like, well, every movie is not going to be Infinity War or Endgame or whatever it is. So it's like, you have to build it back up. And I just think that they all might be getting a little tired of it, where all of us are tireless with it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't listen to criticism. Uh, you know, I haven't really heard many negative responses to this movie, but I know there. I hear there's some in the critic sphere. Oh, I went looking for it because I could. I was like, "What is everybody talking about?" <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. <laughs> the stuff. The stuff I've heard from the grapevine is mostly that like people either thought this movie wasn't big enough. For to be like a Marvel, like it needed to be Endgame or Infinity War, like you said, or it was not, you know, uh, it's just nothing that broke tradition or like it was just another Marvel movie with the same. But honestly, like, I think this movie was pretty big. Like, the, yeah. the, the, the characters in it were great. Like, I know it's all Ant Man characters, but like, I don't know, getting uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet, like, really getting to see her be the wasp for an entire movie and get to know her a little bit and getting to know the yeah. quantum realm. And I thought the world building, I know I mentioned this on our first cast, but like, it's a different style movie than any other Marvel movie that I know of. Like it really like had the plucky rebels fighting a conquering hero. Like Marvel movies happen in the real world. Like you know, in, in the, on earth. And so yeah. it's very rare that we get these sort of like, I don't know factional stories about like these big armies like and and uh, someone who's like actually conquered part of the universe or something you know (laughs) and i I think that's so it was such a cool and different take to me from what we've been getting from marvel it was a big story on obviously a very small scale (laughs) i thought it was great that was great i really like it yeah um it's you know paul rudd it almost made me feel like the whole wasp of it all was that it was supposed to be like michelle pfeiffer's wasp was more in the title than our wasp. Yes. But it just makes more sense. 100%. And we got to see uh, Hank Pym's ant- being Ant-Man more than we've ever seen him be before. Um, yep. He's, he wasn't just sitting on the sidelines. Him showing up with those ants was so much fun. Saving the day. Yeah. So, I yeah, I really think the... I, I, I love it. I love this movie. Um, and, and the comedy for me, and you mentioned Paul Rudd 
the comedy works for me in this movie. Oh yeah, uh, maybe mm-hmm. in a way that it does more than other the other Ant Man movies. I really liked uh, some of these, some of the more outrageous characters and stuff. I just read the other day that um, the guy who has no holes, or the guy, whatever you want, the character, the yeah. jelly character, is the guy who um, who plays Kurt. I don't know his name. Yeah, Kurt, who is one of the three ex cons. Dot Man. Oh, that's right. That's right. Polka Dot Man. He's in everything. He's in a lot of horror. He was also um, in uh, what's the Dark Knight. He was uh, one of the uh, decoys that Batman grabs at the uh, shooting. At the funeral when they pretend to kill Commissioner Gordon and uh, Harvey Dent kidnaps one of the guys to torture him, it's that guy. Interesting, yeah. He's just got one of those faces that I latch yeah, onto. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has like a signature face, I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unlike some actors, he's got a very signature face. Um, but I just think this movie, I loved the character... The Holes character, which I don't know his name. I need eventually. I'm sure I'll learn it. It's probably something like Gary. It's always Gary. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> always Gary. Always Gary. Um, but also, I loved the character who was uh, the the mind reading character. That those two characters just really made this movie for me. I don't know. Like I love the yeah. com- their comedy was a different style and almost like so absurdist and like going taking the ant-man sort of style of comedy and pushing it to its like limits and i i I enjoyed that a lot yeah um and we didn't even talk about it on the main cast when we talked about this movie but like the final scene where like ant-man just uses his giant man persona to like just straight up wreck house you know he's used it for different reasons over the over the years but to be like a battering ram to just like tear down kang's (laughs) fortress it was so much fun oh so fun so fun and then there was two giants. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> wish that I wish that scene had been shot a little differently. Actually, that if I had a bottom shelf, if we're talking Avengers, uh, it might be that because I almost couldn't tell what was going on when she, when uh, when Cassie gets big and he gets big because it's the quantum realm. It's hard to like keep scale. So it all looks they look normal size at that point. Yeah, I guess. It, it does. <laughs> well, and I think if they'd shot it differently, like in a. Uh, in Civil War, when they shoot him as Giant Man, he's talking with a little bit lower voice, and he's like really big, you know. He's like, <laughs> because they're shooting it from the perspective <laughs> of the characters down low. Yeah, it would have been really funny. That that scene would have worked for me if they had run together and they were like, Cassie, Dad, you know, like, and being like kind of low voiced and being like, "You're really big," and he's like, "I know you too." Like that would be really funny. That would have been funny. But instead, they shoot yeah. it, and I almost couldn't tell they were big. And I was like, "Oh, I guess yeah. I guess they're big because they said it out loud instead of like expressing it in a humorous way." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, but that's not we're, we're not here to give our opinions on this movie. We're here to see what all of you guys said. We got a lot of patrons sending feedback. That thank you guys, Woo-woo. all you patrons out there. Uh, we got a uh, Andre Sparks, one of our patrons, says, "Hey guys and gals, already seen it twice. Seeing a whole new world was great. Michelle Pfeiffer and Jonathan Majors stole the show. Evangeline Lilly and Katie O'Brien uh, were stunning." Paul Rudd was great as usual. I can't wait to see where we go from here. Kang is no joke. I heard you all talking about the future and how you think the Kang will re- that Kang will return. Uh, as I watched it again, I paid attention to how Kang died. It definitely looked like he shrunk. Ooh, interesting. I, that's what I saw. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. You got honey. I shrunk. The kids sucked in there. <laughs> 
I think they will realize that they need him and definitely go back to get him sometime in Kang Dynasty. Lastly, out of the three Kangs from the Council of Kangs, who's the strongest? Love your work. Keep it up. Uh, can't wait for the hangout on Zoom, Andre. Yeah, we're going to be doing a Zoom hangout uh, in the next couple weeks uh, for the patrons uh, before the end of the month. We're trying to do. We're going to do. We're going to do one every month. Uh, I, would, I, I was just trying to give it a minute because there's so many people who haven't swapped to the new pat- new tiers on Patreon. I wanted to like let everyone swap over, but uh, we may just go ahead and plan it because we're getting halfway we're over halfway through the month now. Oh gosh, it's the twentieth. Ah, <laughs> months fly by. Uh, yeah, I think the they absolutely could go back for that Kang. Even if he doesn't fight on their side, like we were speculating on the f- cast, even if just for, like, information on the Kangs. Like, they realize the Kang Dynasty is a problem, and they like, where do we, where have we heard that term before? <laughs> or Ant-Man's like, I've heard that before. I know someone who might have information, and they have to go back yeah. and retrieve the Kang, even if just for information. Or you need a Kang to stop the other Kang. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 for sure. That would be, I think it'd be really fun to have like a Kang involved, but uh, even, yeah, th- I think it's pretty you likely. can't trust him. Yeah, exactly. Like I could see some like dark moment where one of the Avengers just kills him, just murders him and says, we can't trust that guy. Like we got the information or we needed. Or vice versa. Yeah. He kills somebody who's not, you know, a D-level player in the game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I'm also looking forward to the zoom hang. We're gonna do it soon. Uh, of the three hangs in the council of Kings, I don't know who the strongest is. I don't know anything about those Kangs, honestly. No, I'm going to go the one with the most makeup. <laughs> I'll go with cyborg Kang. Cause he seemed to have like a lot of, <laughs> uh, see, I noticed that that Kang didn't cyborg Kang didn't have the lines down his face where every other one that they were kind of showing looked like they did. Well, see, there you go. Cyborg Kang clearly avoided being sliced in the face, so he's the strongest. Or he fixed it when they turned him into a cyborg. Well, there you go. He's he's asked and answered. Cyborg Kang all the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Up next, we got (laughs) Charles Horton, another one of our patrons, says, A&W Quantum Mania feedback. Hey, y'all. First, I want to say I enjoyed this movie. I love the stingers at the end, especially the Loki cameo. Shout out to to Spark podcast for the deep cut of victor timely that's source pages a reading collective by the way that's a they're going to be on the show soon to talk about this movie a little bit so we'll uh, stick in the feed and check out source pages um but uh he he continues uh but my feedback is actually a connection to the first ant-man after a rewatch i think i noticed something when darren cross is getting shrunk down uh i think i noticed a modoc shape I saw it again in the flashback of Quantumania. Uh, maybe I'm imagining things, but the flashback reinforced this thought. Also, loved the humor of Modok, or as most of us have thought, Modofk. Uh, what do y'all think? Am I delusional, or was there the, the whole time in plain sight, we just never knew what to look for? Um... He definitely shrinks in the first Ant-Man to basically just a head, but I always thought, and I, and I watched it the other day, I always thought when he does shrink, it looks like his arms and legs are like crunching in on him. But I guess maybe he's doing that and like the suit is what's crunching in. Like maybe his arms and legs are getting small and his suit is crunching. Mm. But yeah, he definitely makes like his whole body crunches around his head. So like, yes, I think I've seen that too. 
but uh, I'll have to look for it. I also just think they were like, we don't have any other way to do this, you know, to do MODOK. And this is a really cute, fun way and hilarious way to bring that character in and kind of make it make sense because at no point would it ever be taken seriously. <laughs> right. Well, and, and and I actually was surprised because I think in comics, Modoc isn't necessarily... I mean, I don't know. I don't read the comics. Uh, but in- Modoc's a huge problem in the comics. Right. Well, what I know him from is like... I know him from some cartoons, I think, and stuff. Uh, not not the new one with Pat Oswalt, which is great. Um, but like it, in the things I've seen Modoc in, he seems like a serious villain, you know? Um, and they've got that new uh, show with Pat Oswalt, which makes him out to be much more of a joke, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think this was, like, really steering into that, which I wasn't expecting. I really wasn't expecting it to be such a joke. And I love it. Yeah. I love the characterization of MODOK here. Maybe I'm wrong, though. I know that's something I can ask the source pages people when they come on. Um, like, is yeah. MODOK taken this seriously in the comics or? Oh, yeah. I don't know. He is. He's a problem. He's like a main villain. Right. I know he's I a big villain. I just don't remember him being like a joke to that point. Exactly. But I also, you know, as a kid reading it, thought like, oh, this guy's a huge problem. He, you know, is pretty violent and like has a lot of power to stop our heroes. So I never, I never looked at him as a joke until looking at it now. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is hilarious. Yeah. He, he, how can he be that serious? It's just like, it's like the Victor Timely stuff. I didn't even put together that I guess that's who that was supposed to be at the end because there's so many renditions in the comics of, um, of Kang. You know, there's uh, Rama Tut, there's Immortius, um, Amor- Am- I think was one of his. Immortus, yeah. there's Iron Lad, and it's like respect, it's future and past heroic um, and evil people. So he's not always bad. Right. Which uh, it's pretty interesting. So, yeah. Hmm. I know about comics. <laughs> <laughs> I know very little. I know, you know, I know what I, I know what I've, I, I've read very little as, as, as much as I love these characters and grew up on them in many ways. Like I read a lot of comics as a kid, but it was never like full stories. So I like just don't know full stories at all. Well, I know something from the comics is that one of the only people who was able to stop Kang was the Black Knight. Isn't, isn't that Jon Snow's character? So yeah. he was a big problem for him. So it's just, I can see the building blocks of what they're doing. It's just if they're going to go that way. Right. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, up next, we got James S. from Patreon says, uh, just got back from Ant-Man. Still processing, but I have a few thoughts and two gripes. First, those visuals. Wow. Beautiful movie to watch. Was it? <laughs> I think you're the only person complaining about this because I loved them. Everyone I've talked to saw it in standard and everybody loved it. <laughs> but I think you just had these expectations for the IMAX that you didn't because get to IMAX see. Because IMAX would have looked... I'm telling you, mine was blurry. I was pissed. Yeah, I think that might just be a problem with your projector because mine was not blurry yeah. at all. Well, I haven't seen a standard movie in like 10 years. Oh, okay. Well... I don't... I don't watch standard film. Mine was, uh, well, I will say this. Mine was standard, but it was one of the, like, nice standards or whatever. Okay. Like, it was a nice, it was it was one of the nice theaters with nice sound and visuals, but it wasn't, it wasn't an IMAX. Okay. I'm a snob. <laughs> I can tell. Um, <laughs> wow. Beautiful movie to watch. Uh, James continues. Uh, second, what a touching moment when Janet said to Hope... She just wanted to be her mom again. As someone who lost a mom at a young age, the thought of hearing my mom come back to say that that definitely made me tear up. Third, 
I loved Modoc. New backstory was smooth and had a funny but nice character wrap-up, even if it was a little short. And now, on to the gripes. Uh, I thought Scott and Hope would be trapped in the quantum realm. Uh, they framed the shot of people cheering uh, like they would take over Kang's kingdom and run it peacefully. Then Cassie did some quick tech stuff and they got home. Like, the choice Scott made to lose intentionally to beat Kang had no consequences. Yeah. Oh, let me stop yeah, there yeah, before we get there. to the second right. Uh, they had a throwaway line at the very beginning that said if, he, if she had that technology, she would be able to find him or anyone who is in the quantum realm easily. Like, I'm not a scientist, but they did have that throwaway That's line, true. so they did kind of cover their ass with the story. That's true. They, they did the line about finding them. They didn't talk about being able to transport them, though. Like, I thought there was going to be, like, the quantum tunnel thing. Because the first one, they were able to find Janet. because oh, she was like, I could have gotten you out immediately with this, 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 and that. Yeah, yeah, Well, I think that was more like the quantum tunnel that could get them there, maybe. But, like, in the first one, the reason they were able to find Janet is because they had the beacon that was Scott's connection with Janet. Because he had, like, uh, quant- they were quantumly entangled, remember? And he was, like, yeah. her, her mind was in his mind and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot how funny that was. It was so funny. So, so good. Um <laughs> Him like talking to his daughter, my darling baby girl. He's like, she's like, stop it. <laughs> it's so funny, it's so good. But but I did completely agree with James here that like I thought that once I don't know once this open. Okay, here's my head cannon. Maybe there was a time la- like the, time doesn't work the same in the quantum realm versus up up there. Maybe there was a little bit of a time delay in when they got back from like I don't know. Man, yeah, I can't remember. Plus, how long have they been gone? Yeah, we, do we find that out at all? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Then they kind of mess. Okay, maybe they mess. Maybe that's a continuity issue. What? Because Scott was in. He was stuck in the quantum realm for what felt like what five minutes, and it was five years, and they were in there for much longer. Well, they say specifically it's because he went through a quantum eddy. Oh, like a time Jesus. eddy. Okay. So like he okay. he went through some sort of time, and you know like they have the uh the quantum realm is how they time travel in Endgame, and it's because if you take certain routes in the quantum realm, you can go through I guess time eddies that change your position in time as well as space. Okay. So the the it's it's explained in a way that like they could do anything they want with the quantum realm, basically. Yeah. Pretty simple. <laughs> Whatever, it works. I'm having trouble even remembering what happens outside of the quantum realm at the end of the movie. Like, I don't remember what happens at all. Oh, it's Scott walking down the street. You know, he has to pay for his coffee. That's and right. then he keeps doing what I do 25 times throughout my day. Is thinking that everything's fine. And then that little voice pumps into your head. And you're like, well, what if you did destroy everything? And you are going to kill everyone. And you are the worst. And everything's your fault. And then you have to, like, shake it out. Which was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, it, it's a great moment. And then there's the birthday. I, I just couldn't remember right. what... Like, if they we got anything directly after they get out. Um, no, not really. So, But I definitely thought when he chose to stay, and especially when she dove through the portal to be with him and fight beside him, I thought for sure they'd be trapped there a while, you know? like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ken turned to me, and he was like, what the hell just happened? I'm like, oh, she opened a portal. <laughs> right. The portal just opens back up. I thought that was way too yeah. easy, and I think the movie would have been better if they were trapped. Their love story would even be a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Because they just do not have any chemistry. Is that just me? <laughs> Is it just me? Yeah. No, I see it. I see what you're saying. 
I like I know we're su- I know they're supposed to. And like I'm like, okay, but I don't I don't feel a lot of love between I, them. Yeah. I hated her haircut in this. Like, I'm not trying to be a bitch. <laughs> I but. loved I loved it though when uh Modoc talked about it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's why they threw that cap and hat on her and that thing for half the time because they didn't want to show that terrible haircut. She had the sand person like outfit on with the, oh, the thing yeah. and the hat and the glasses. Right, right, I was right. like, yeah. Put that on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, getting back to James's gripes. Second gripe. I get that they wanted to build up the council as an Avengers level threat, but if they take out the most powerful variant, the Conqueror, uh, aren't they all second fiddle? Would love to hear your thoughts, whether you get to read this one on the pod or not. Uh, going to end this with the new version of I Love You 3000. It's never too late not to be a dick. <laughs> I put that on every one of our socials. I was like, finally something that I can say that's not me being a dick to tell you guys to stop being a dick when you write shitty comments on our YouTube. <laughs> not you guys, but YouTube. Like every time we put our stuff on YouTube, I have like, I'm like, I'm not even going to look at it. I'm not going to check it. YouTube is like the Wild West of people trying to make you feel bad. It's literally <laughs> where new people find us more commonly. So it's going to be yeah. people that aren't like familiar with our podcast. So, you know, and they comment. Um, and they have the access to comment right there below the video. So right we definitely get a lot of people that like are just saying how they disagree with us a lot more on there because they're less our style. They, they, they haven't been following us because they don't agree with us, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think this is the case talking about James's feedback. No, I don't think that was the Conqueror one. I'm not sure. He does say they do call the, he's called the Conqueror in the movie. And I believe Kevin Feige confirmed at some point that this version in this movie was going to be Kang the Conqueror. Okay. He conquered the quantum realm or did he have more under his belt? He had been conquering worlds before he got there. Oh yes, yeah, she touched him and saw it. Yeah, okay, and I remember she saw now. The, she saw the worlds he'd conquered, and that's why he was exiled. He's he was not playing by the rules that the Kang Dynasty wanted to play by, right? Um, and so I think the idea is going to be that like the Kang Dynasty is going to be much more powerful, but I do think that it's possible that after the Kang Dynasty is dealt with that they will have retrieved Kang the Conqueror from the quantum realm for, you know, purposes, either for information or for, uh, and it's possible we will get a Kang the Conqueror that persists in the universe even after Kang Dynasty. Like, even if they destroy the dynasty or stop the dynasty of Kangs, but then there's still one Kang the Conqueror that's running around doing his own plans, you know? Conquering stuff. Conquering stuff. (laughs) Uh, I, I just I love the idea that Jonathan Majors is now not only in these movies but in them so many times as so many different versions of himself. Yeah, I love which it. is gonna we're gonna see a lot of um who he is as an actor. Oh yeah, and I think that's gonna be fun. Uh, I have a second gripe. Uh, Cassie Lang's eyelashes were too long. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say about the hair and makeup. For, they were just a little too long, and it was very distracting. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just gonna agree with you. Uh. <laughs> I'm not going to say the thing that I always say, which is, I don't know, I, I never noticed, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. But that's, that's, you were the hair consultant. That's your, that's your job. Uh, yeah. That's your original I'm just telling you, they job. were not, they were unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, up next we got Jordan Boyd, another one of our patrons. So many patrons, uh, and we're not going to be able to get to all the feedback today. By the way, we're going through as we always do. Patre- the Patreon patrons get their feedback read first, and so we'll get. I think we'll get to all the patrons today that we have so far. Um, yeah, let's we have two more patrons, so we'll at least get we're to those today. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jordan Boyd, another one of our patrons, says, Hey, Ash, Jeff, and Matt. Some quantum mania feedback follows. I thank you for the <laughs> warning because if I hadn't seen it yet, I'd be mad. Um, <laughs> it was good, uh, and none of the jokes felt flat. Murray was totally eaten uh, by that tiny tentacle thing, right? Uh, yes. justice <laughs> I know, they had just done that in the boys and i was like i am not ready to see that again <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what they did with the squid and the boys it was a little worse than that but he still ate it i was just teasing about what oh, the okay. deep did with the squid oh um, i mean that was pleasurable for you know that was consent <laughs> it was it was that's the thing it's like <laughs> oh gosh now that i think about it oh man i'm just gonna say it so the reason you know, bestiality is a moral problem is because you can't get consent from an animal. Consent. Yeah. No matter how sexy that dog's looking at you. Right. But the deep can. <laughs> yeah, you could talk <laughs> so, to So, like, maybe there's nothing that morally wrong in those scenes. Okay. Um, no, those things were into it. <laughs> they were. They were. It was like, come into this threesome. Remember, it started pulling its tentacle up the girl's leg and she freaked out. <laughs> yep. I loved that so oh, much. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> anyway, okay. Back so to these tentacles. Let's uh if you're sorry to get into that if you're not watching the boys and are not into that sort of comedy. Uh, a possible prediction follows. Uh ex- this is continuing Jordan Boyd's feedback. A possible prediction follows. Expanding on the Kang the Conqueror's loss. So his entire universe was destroyed. I'm thinking the Kang dynasty saw him as a threat and minority reported him like you said yes yeah call back <laughs> <laughs> but what if he had a kid and that kid was smart enough to escape and landed in 616 without him knowing that kid is iron lad or lady who knows currently um everyone else figures it out uh they take them to go save tiny kang <laughs> And they are the reason Kang gets out and finally earns redemption by agreeing to help defeat the other Kangs. Thoughts? Love all three of I, you. I think it's interesting that everybody's kind of saying the same thing for what they think is going to happen with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And a lot of these are, you know, these are after we had our conversation and thought of, and 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 brought that up. So a lot of people are responding to our idea. Yeah, stop trying to steal our ideas. No, no, I, I love... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I love this idea because it, what he's doing is he's taking... Uh, spoiler alert for uh, Young Avengers, the the relaunch of Young Avengers or whatever. Uh, but the Young Avengers comic starts with a version of Kang that has to go become the Conqueror. Um, and so... Uh, and that's the one that dates Cassie. So... Uh, in oh. so in comics, there's yeah in comics you meet Iron Lad. He's like a young kid, and he dates Cassie, and then like he finds out he is Kang. Like he's a young version of Kang, and they're fighting Kang. But they realize that if he doesn't go become evil, basically, it destroys the world. So he has to choose to go rejoin like his destiny as Kang, 
so the world doesn't oh, get destroyed. Love that. It's really good. It's really good. It's like heartbreaking and great. Um, it's what what a weird like punishment for that character. Like you have to go be evil now. It's it's just really weird and dark and fun. Um, but it Cassie dating a child of Kang from that universe somehow. That's an interesting idea, and I like it a lot. I like the idea that like. You know, it, it it draws from the comics without repeating the comic. Because I always right. love, uh, I like when they put slight twists on it for the MCU versions, you know? Yeah, like the MODOK thing. That was fine with me. Oh, gosh, it's so good. I love the way they did MODOK. Me too. Um, up next, we got Gregory Cayley, another one of our patrons. Greetings, Council of Pandas and fellow beings with holes. <laughs> I mean... Maybe. You don't know. We're just a voice. (laughs) You don't know. We're just floating (laughs) voices over here. Uh, First, I would like to say how much I loved Quantumania. I have it right up there with Infinity War, Winter Soldier, and No Way Home. Mom and Endgame. Wow, that's a just don't mind me. Sh- that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, that's a bit. That's a big uh, thing to say, Gregory. I like it. Uh, stunning effects, amazing soundtrack, and incredible action. And I loved Jonathan Majors as Kang. Uh, he's my second favorite villain now after Defoe's Green Goblin. Ooh, good. That's a good choice as a favorite villain. I, I do love Defoe's Green Goblin. I do too. Uh, you know, like if I had to pick, like of all the villains in the that have appeared in the MCU, he'd definitely be up near the top from like just an well, yeah, he's a real and, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. <laughs> I, I mean, he does real consequences to his appearance in No Way Home. You know. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh let's get into main the mania of it. Uh number 1. I don't think Kang is dead. Not dead until I see a body. <laughs> He's coming back. That's what I thought about um what's her face and we never saw her again. Who's that? Kate Blanchett. Right, Hella. Hella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh I'm surprised she didn't come back too. Well, we had a lot of theories about Hella because Hella, we thought Hella might be being combined with Mistress Death, which, like, the Thanos, whole Thanos was donkey, coming. Donkey. We thought maybe <laughs> at least, like, Thanos was going to be getting, like, revenge for her death or something, but it ended up just being, like, a coincidence. Didn't do anything. If I hadn't had all those theories cooking, I might not have thought she'd be back, but I, I definitely thought that, too. Yeah. I don't think Hang is dead. Not dead until I see a body. He's coming back, and I quote, you still can't see it. It's never over. That's what uh, Kang said to Janet, I believe. Um, yeah, um, really, I, I, I think so too. I really do. I think you're. I think you're right. But I will say, Kang does see time differently. Kang sees the future, you know, mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, I don't know if he knows this version of his future, but he may. But when he started crying in that he one, said scene, he saw the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I want to know what that means. Like he's like, I might not know how it got there, but I know how it's all going to end. Right. So it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> right. And I don't know if that's like he sees the end of the overall war with the Kangs, or if he sees his end, his or- own end. Yeah. Like is this version the one that uh, will defeat them or something? I don't know. Uh, number two, when Kang crash landed, uh, when his ship burst into the quantum realm. His wasn't the only shooting star in the sky. There were four to five others that shot out of in different directions. Uh, in an 
infinite multiverse, there must be other variants that wanted to conquer, and where did they go? The quantum realm is another universe with worlds within worlds. Yeah, it's, it's just a little too much for my <laughs> brain to even, like, I just can't. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I I, uh, I didn't notice that there were. I, I did think there were, looked like there could be more going on, but I just assumed that was like wreckage or something falling from the sky. But uh, you may be right. Yeah, maybe his ship exploded yeah. into pieces. Or... That's kind of what I was thinking. But I, who knows? I've only seen it once in standard, so I didn't get a really good chance. <laughs> <laughs> Still harping on the standard. <laughs> Yo, I bet the ticket for that was seven dollars and ninety nine cents. I actually owe podcast a refund (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny uh okay number three when kang was giving his hologram speech and was interrupted by cassie the line he got caught off was the kang dynasty uh what was he going to say after that was he going to say Hmm. he's going to destroy the kang dynasty the council or was he going to say he will bring about the kang dynasty to rule thoughts I would bet he was going to say that, like, the Kang Dynasty would destroy everybody unless, you know, and he has to stop them. Yeah. I definitely think it was, like, him threatening the Kang Dynasty. Like, with whatever. Like, I will be the number one. You're the Rhoda. I'm the Mary. What is Rhoda and Mary from? Oh, God. It was Romeo and Michelle. It's that show. I can't remember the show. It's, like, switching places or something. It's, like, I'm the Mary. You're the Rhoda. I'm the Rhoda. It's just the more important one. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I definitely think that he says sometime in there that, like, he was warring with other versions of him, you know? Uh, and so I, I think that he is standing apart from the council. Like, I think the council, they even talk about him at the end. They, like, they call him, uh, you know, they, they call him the exiled one or something like that. So I think that mm-hmm. the Kang dynasty is likely well or there's also the possibility that like someone from outside of the multiverse like a like a you know some sort of other being could have exiled him like they call him the exiled one i can't remember exactly what they say at the end but they call him the exiled one and i'm assuming that means like they exiled him but what if like he was just making so much noise that there was some other character out, like like an eternity. Him and Thanos would be best friends. <laughs> Him and Thanos, you think? They're both the exiled ones. Oh. They talk too much, and their people turned against them. <laughs> they talk too much. It wasn't their evil plans. It was that they talk too much. <laughs> oh, Marion Rhoda was Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, that's it. And somebody yeah. else, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Maybe it was a TV oh, no, show. A TV I can't show. remember. Yeah, Rhoda. Rhoda was Mary Tyler Moore's best friend. You're the Rhoda. <laughs> I couldn't remember who Rhoda was. Like, I, it took me a second. Mary was too generic, and Rhoda, I was like, just couldn't place. <laughs> I say that all the time too. That's funny. That's really funny. Uh, number four. Uh, coming back to Gregory's feedback, Katie M. O'Brien, who played Gentora. Mmm, the thirst is real. <laughs> I agree with Ash wholeheartedly. Those abs. Her abs, her arms, I couldn't stop. Her thighs, I was like, yep. Jesus Christ. She's, she was she, she was intense. She's thick. <laughs> Indeed. In a good way. And I'm calling this theory now. When the multiverse saga finishes, there will be an end credit scene with Jonathan Majors. It will be he who remains, and he'll break the fourth wall and talk to us. 
Told you I'd see you soon. And that's how they end phase six. I love all you jelly beans. <laughs> uh, with Greg power comes Greg responsibility. P.S. I'd like to report I have ten holes. <laughs> I don't ever need to know how many holes people have. I do. I think everyone should report back. <laughs> At the, no. At the end of your feedback. Don't we need a little mystery between each other? I mean, if, the, if that's your thing, if that's your kink mystery, I'd prefer to know how many holes people have. Uh, what qualifies as a hole? Like, what about my piercings? Well, I think that's what I think that's what Greg's getting at. Unless he has other holes. I guess you could have other holes. <laughs> I mean, you know, the there's most people are seven or eight. I guess seven. Or You'd be eight. I don't. I don't want to. Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to presume. I don't know. I don't know anything about you down there. Uh, I don't want to count. I, I don't want to count. <laughs> also, I had this discussion earlier. Do the eyes count? Because if the eyes, what count, about your nose holes? The nose holes definitely count. Those two holes. Well, those are filled. Right. So that's, that's not a hole unless I rip them out. That's what I said, and that's what uh, Jelly Man thought. But uh, yeah, it's eight. no. I'm only seven. I'd only be seven as well. You know, there's. You have two too. There's a penis hole and a butthole. But you have, not to get too explicit here, but you have two in your vagina as well. I have two holes inside my vagina. No, your what the hell your are we vagina talking about? and your urethra. <laughs> okay, I only see that as one. <laughs> there's definitely two holes. This is. <laughs> but you guys have two All down right. there too. We're not a sex. It's ed. two. Uh, it's two nose. No, Nostril, nostrils, have, too. Mouth. There's we have, and ears. So now we got one, two, three, four. Right. Five ears, on our face. Ears, I, and then I got a butthole. Is six, and then I have a lady part hole, and that's seven. And a urethra. Okay, but is that like inside there? No, it's it's a separate hole. In it is all in it is all encased in the labia. But there's a there's a, there's a second hole. That's not it outside external. Well, then it's inside. Then neither's the other hole. It's uh, I guess I guess you can you can combine all that into one if you want. It's generally considered a separate hole. Okay. <laughs> don't don't label my holes. <laughs> <laughs> this Sorry. is a seven hole household. Uh, I, I, I self identify as having seven holes, and that's yeah, what I'm sticking with. Because I that's how I feel inside. <laughs> <laughs> but it matters what. How many paths there are to the outside is what we're asking. <laughs> and then if you go with my ears, I guess it's seven or eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I got fourteen holes. What are, oh, Sounds like oh, a party. You're, ta you're, you're talking about your your with your piercings. I have gauges, so it's like those are almost oh, those, those are, real are holes. definitely holes. <laughs> yeah, and then I have two more piercings on each side, so I'm sitting at fourteen holes. Man, baby, it's a lot of holes. You want to come over here and hang with my 14 holes? Yeah. <laughs> this is getting weird. This is getting too weird. <laughs> they did it, not us. They opened the door to talk about holes. And you know what? We should talk about our holes more. Why don't we ever do that? No, like Not just as a person, as like a society. Yeah. We all have holes. It, is this something that brings us all together? Is a lot of us have seven holes or eight, depending. It's true. On on where you look at it. We, at Yeah. Through a test tube, or depends on your uh, <laughs> depends on your definition of a hole. I mean, some people would consider the eyes holes. I mean, they're called eye holes, I but guess like so. they're filled with eyeballs. Eyeballs. Hmm. We have a 
lot of balls on us. You, we have balls. You have balls. We all have balls. I have balls. Everybody has balls. How many balls do you have? I guess four. I guess I have four balls as well. Because like inside it, when you look at it, it looks like the little horse face inside the woman with the two little balls. Yeah. 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 Those, those are ovaries. <laughs> I know. I'm just not trying to be too explicit. <laughs> We passed that about how many holes ago? I could not remember the word, to be honest. <laughs> There's over easies in there. Just flip them. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to stop teaching you female anatomy. Let's move on. <laughs> I didn't have a mother. <laughs> okay. We're going to do one last feedback. Fallopian. <laughs> okay. Fallopian tubes. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Up next, we have... I don't know if we can continue. I think we, I don't know if... I, can I think we're done. Go past the whole conversation. I just don't... I don't think I could do it. <laughs> I don't think I have any... I don't think I have anything left to come out of this hole. Listen, this is not only funny, but it's very educational. Yeah. Like, listen to this with your kids. Let them learn from that about Philippian tubes <laughs> <laughs> and oversize, uh, upside down over easy eggs. Yeah, there we go. There we go. And then there's butt stuff. <laughs> okay. You got the butt. We're going to stop. <laughs> own thing. I'm going to stop you there. This has been enough sex ed for this episode, so we're not going to go into butt I stuff. I have learned so much. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Ashley. You're welcome. Anytime you need to learn about your own anatomy, give me a call. Yeah. That did not sound like uh, how I meant it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look at what they did. Look at what they did. They, Look at what they did. Look at what they did. <laughs> like, oh. Gregory is going to love where this went more than anybody else. I'm sure he's going to appreciate this so much. <laughs> Look what you did. All right. Yeah. Like we should. So everybody write in how many holes they have and we'll figure out an average number of holes for the pandas. Yeah. Send it in. We'll throw it in the computer. Some, of those, some people will have like, you know medical devices some people will just have lots of piercings like whatever we'll, we'll figure yeah what if you have your nipples pierced is that a hole that's a hole it's a, it's hole. a hole like your eye hole I mean, so then do your eye hole counts oh my god what about your belly butt the real it goes nah, in nah. i can put my finger in it just doesn't go all the way through but it used to <laughs> it did used to it did used to it's tied <laughs> off though i don't think you can call it a hole uh okay it's a balloon knot. but i do say the, the real question on like a nipple piercing is like yeah is it one hole or two holes Oh. Right? That's kind of always the question. Have you ever heard the question, how many holes are in a straw? Two? Or is it? Or, or is it... What would it be? Oh, uh, one? One or two. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough question. Mm. How many holes are in a straw? Because like an ear, it's just a single entrance. But like a straw, that's two entrances. It has an entrance and an exit. So you had to create two... Holes. Holes. It's like if a map, if you take a map and you just fold it up, you're already where you need to be. So it's probably one hole. Yeah. I'm glad we ended getting away from anatomy on this one. Yeah. Back to straws. Back to straw holes. I feel like this is the uh, sex ed, uh, the proverbial sex ed banana uh, uh, that we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> talking about straws now. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're going to go before we get in any more trouble. Make sure feedback to mcucast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. We realized somebody was, uh, we were talking about how, Ashley was talking about how we haven't gotten as many people writing into the email. Uh, a lot of people sitting through Patreon, which we really appreciate. But part of it is we never mention the email anymore. So if you have no. feedback and you'd like to send it in, mcucast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us and we'll we'll play it. Especially if you're Scottish, South African, Italian, Irish, any of the above, anyone from Europe, please send me them um, this beautiful accent. If you have a sexy accent, Ashley will thirst. And I think all accents are sexy, so there you go. bring them on. Yep. If you verbalize it, I'm not going to say she will come. <laughs> <laughs> she will tell you how many holes she has. <laughs> Oh, gosh, this is so off the rails. Okay, patreon.com slash mcucast if you want to become a patron. Thank you for everybody who sent in feedback. We did get to all the Patreon feedback. We appreciate y'all. We'll be back very soon. And we've got, we just put up a little uh, exclusive thing on the Patreon this week, and we're going to have a full-on exclusive podcast next week that's only going to the patrons. So uh, we hope you guys all check that out. Um, And we'll be back soon. Peace. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. A big shout out to our brand new first ever Illuminati tier patron, Walter Kreisky III. Thank you, sir. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv. 